Were you looking at the, at the <laughs> That's a D. I was just checking to make sure the time was going on. Welcome back, everybody. This is Reels. Hopefully, for the first time in video, and it remains in video. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Derek. This is my brother, Dakota. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. We'll be talking about The Hunger Games 1. That's going to be our first one for the, sh the, sh the whole series. Mm -hmm. And then, what was the last one? No Hard Feelings we're talking about. That yeah, new Jennifer raunchy movie. comedy movie. Yeah. yeah. Raunchy. Raunchy, yeah. <laughs> um, so that sounds fun. Stick around. Uh, it should be a good time. There's also a lot of news. Uh, but yeah, you have a movie thought or something to start us off? Uh, no, I had a weird dream, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. Uh I feel like I had a movie thought, but I forgot it. I just didn't write it down. Um, but my, it was a weird dream. I was just driving. I was driving an old, like, 1970s truck, which mm. is not what... It was weird. Yeah. And it was, like, a pale mint green. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm driving, and then this car comes and zooms past. Like, it zooms past me, gets in front of me, and then keeps zooming, and then... Pulls off to the lane to my right, and then it kind of like slows down. And this lady pokes her head out with a gun and just starts shooting at me. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, "What is going on?" And she hits me in my arm. I have a hole right here, right here in my arm, and uh, just it was a perfect hole, yeah. and it was filled with blood. So then I do a a, a Yui, turn around, go. And I'm zooming, and I'm trying to, like, I got the blood. I try to grab my phone. I can't call the police because I'm busy driving, weaving through traffic and stuff. Well, it's hard to use the phone in your dream. Have you, yeah. ever, have you ever noticed? It I don't even know if it, it was actually work. there. I just thought that I was like, I need to call the police. <laughs> yeah. But then I get home. There's no one home. And then uh, I call the police, and they're, like, asking me all these questions. And I'm like, just get over here. But they just kept asking me, like, no, we need all this information first. And then I looked down at my hole, and my hole's not filled with blood anymore. It's It's got pus coming out of it. I'm like, what is going on? I was like, I need to get this bullet out. Because then I, I looked at it like this, and there was no exit hole. So I'm like, oh, the, hole, the bullet's in here. But then I did this with my fingers. I'm like, it doesn't hurt, though. So, so But anyway, the lady, she's outside the door. And I'm looking at her through the peephole, and she's picking the lock. And I, for some reason, I don't just hold the doorknob. She just walks in, and then my getting my dream ended. She looked like a crackhead. <laughs> she was like, she was like this big around her hair was everywhere, and she had big buggy eyes. She was like, you should have just took her. Hmm? You should have just, you should have just handled her, man. Yeah. Well, I, the dream ended, and but the crazy thing was when the dream did end, is I felt that bullet hole, in the, like a, it was just like a, like an ache. Yeah, I know what you're talking right about. Right there, which is a rare occasion for me. That's fun. It was I a like, weird I, dream, yeah. I like dreams like that. Yeah. Tiffany says I'm weird because I like uh, nightmares. But I always wake up and I'm like, I feel alive. You know? Mm, no. no. So, so, it depends. Sometimes, sometimes when you wake up in like a cold sweat, I don't like that. Oh, I like it. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's a scary one. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to the news today. Try to go from least exciting to most exciting. Uh, Warner Bros. Discovery canceled another movie. Did you see this? For tax write-off. No, what was it? Coyote versus Acme. 
which oh, is Roadrunner. Yeah, so so it was a it's supposed to be like a courtroom drama where Wiley e. Coyote is suing Acme for all the because it all it all malfunctions on yeah. him. Um, James Gunn was producing, I think, maybe even wrote some of it, and I think John Cena was one of the one of the actors in it. So like it was a it was gonna be a decent sized movie, you know. Yeah. Canceled per tax right off again. That's mm, that's a bad idea. That's crazy. It, it was like that sounds like a good movie. Like I feel like you could have. They're gonna keep some generic action movie because they think it's gonna make more money than the than this movie would have. But this is almost like um, it almost sounds like a spinoff of uh, Space Jam. It's like another way to do that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it sounds exciting, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think that because Tom and Jerry. Uh, bombed so hard they yeah. got they got a little scared but that movie looked bad it was bad too I watched it no, I didn't watch it mm. this one sounds fun it's like an, yeah. an interesting idea at least and like but the coyote doesn't talk yeah he, he does sometimes he says I am Wiley Coyote and then at the end of the cartoon I was like my name is Mud oh yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think that I think it's a bad idea too. Like, even if you don't think this is a theater-worthy movie, put it on HBO. Yeah, you know? I, I guess it just depends on how far it is. Like, they just—if you've already gone through half of production, you spend so much money on it, just finish it because you got to make it'll give you some money I'm back. I'm pretty sure it's it finished, just like Bat Batgirl. That makes no sense. Yeah, you're just sitting on money. Like, you're you're for Batgirl. They're probably what? I don't even know. They only spent like a hundred million on Batgirl. Yeah, that so movie would have made a hundred million. Yeah, so just just release it. Yeah, for they probably only need to. It's probably only going to cost them another like twenty mil to get all the CG up to par or whatever, and then right. just release it. That makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, a lot of movies got shifted around, mostly at Disney. They shifted all of their Marvel movies back. And when I say all, I mean every single fucking Marvel movie. Captain America, The New World Order, is that what it's called? Oh, I have no idea. Four, Captain America 4, what well, is done. Like, it's, it's in post. It's supposed to come out in May. They pushed it, or maybe it was like, sometime next summer, they pushed it to 2025. Yeah, I, I saw, I read that, the only Marvel movie coming out next year is Deadpool. Yeah. That's crazy. They pushed it that far, and it's in post already. Apparently, this is a rumor, uh, Kevin Feige saw it and was like, nope, redo it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. But that's what he said about Daredevil, too. It's like the same situation. I think that his, he's feeling the fire with his about his job. Yeah. Well, I... I know, I, I looked up, because I'm not going to, I looked up the ending of the Marvels and the thing, the end credit scene, mm -hmm. and they are like, they have a direction they're deciding to go with, and it ties in with Deadpool 3. Um, I would think it ties in with Deadpool. Uh, so they're, they're going in a, an interesting, they, they have a direction, so maybe... Captain America got done before they decided to go in this direction that they're going in. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know Captain America has, or supposedly has, a bunch of Hulks in it. Because, like, Harrison Ford is... Red Hulk. Red Hulk, and I think... He's the, the, he's the villain in Captain America? I thought he was a Hulk thing he was the villain for. I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's... Well, no, he's in Captain America. I don't know uh, if he's going to be a villain villain. Oh, uh, no, he's Red Hulk. Well, yeah, but... confirmed. I don't know if Red Hulk is a villain. I don't know enough. Oh. I think he just might be slightly not as good as Hulk. <laughs> You know, yeah, like okay. maybe an anti-hero. I, I truly don't know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I, there were so many movies that move, got moved around, I didn't even write them down. Because everything. If, if, if it's a fucking Disney movie, it got moved. Yeah. Uh, the SAG strike is finally over. Um, unlike the writer's strike, though, they, they released like a a breakdown of their their deal. Yeah, they didn't for the... I looked for it. They didn't. They just had... They had a press conference and Fran Dresser just talked for like an hour and a half. And it was so funny. I, I went through and watched a little bit of it. She didn't talk about the deal at all. She was just talking. Yeah. And then at the end... They open up for questions, and the first question was like, uh, what's the deal? Because <laughs> she didn't talk about it for, for the whole time. Oh, God. But here's basically what it is, or the important bits. Um, so there's a minimum pay for everything. If you're an extra, if you're, you know, all, all the different levels of actor, there's like a minimum pay that you have to be paid. Almost across the entire board is a or a 7% increase for that, for the minimums. So that's pretty good. Um, the streaming re residuals, if you're in a top 20% show on streaming, then your residuals are 100% of your pay up until that point. So you just double your money, essentially. Okay? Top 20% win, though. Because, um, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, if a show... Uh, how do I explain this? So, Stranger Things comes out, right? Number yeah. one show on Netflix. Yeah. For four months. Right. Then some show no one's ever heard of comes out. But it's the number one show because it's brand new. Comes out after Stranger Things has had its four months reign. And it's the number one show on Netflix for a week. I don't so know. what does that mean? I don't know. It just said top 20%. So maybe... Every be, year? Maybe the top 20 percent all time. Like you have to break into that every time. That's insane. Yeah, and so the actors in that show, they don't get the full 100%. They get 75% of it, and 25% of it goes to a an account that's like pulled, and that money gets dispersed to the actors that are in shows that don't make it to 20, 20%. Oh, so they're, making mo they're, they're making so much money. It's crazy. Wait. So how's Netflix going to make any, or how is streaming service going to make any of their money? Well, from the subscribers. So this is just, uh. the, this is the base pay of the actors. Oh, okay. So they just have to, it's like, it's just like before if a movie came out on DVD and sold this many copies and the actor gets this percentage, it's like that. Okay. It's just back pay. <clears throat> um, she, she wanted, she talked about what she wanted. She wanted 2% of all revenue from streaming. And they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said that, she went down to 1%, they still said no. And then she was like, all right, 
60 cents a subscriber. They were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. It's funny. Um, and then with the AI stuff. So you can get scanned as an actor. But every time they want to use that scan, they have to come to you, get your permission, and pay you. And they have to give you a detailed layout of what they're going to do with that scan every single time. So that feels like a win. Yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. Especially that's just free money for the actors if they're down for it. And they get to, you know, people aren't doing weird stuff with their right. scans. Um, and then the other thing is, is they cannot duplicate a scan. So if they need background, you know, a hundred extras in the background, they can't pay five people or ten people and then duplicate it. They have to pay a hundred. Well, what if you just pay those five people five, however many times you duplicate it? Nope. They just pay them that much money. No duplicates. Oh. And then they did have a... Uh... I'll let them scam me for an extra and just take the money. <laughs> Seriously. I'll be a dude in the stands. Woo! We're running down, the, running down the road and the Transformers are, are coming. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they just get paid. Oh, yeah, we came out, here's $100. Just random. They also have protection for uh, in the future if they make a complete AI performer. You know? Uh -huh. um, so because AI has to use, like, a base, it would have to use existing actors to make an actor. So if you use any any part that is used to make an AI performer, the actor has to get paid. Um, SAG has to know about an AI performer being made. They can't it can't be hidden or secret. And there was one more. I don't know, but they basically like they put so much tape around it that it's not worth it to make an AI performer. Like, because you're gonna be paying. You know, a lot. You're gonna pay a thousand actors for their piece of the the thing, and then there was something else. I don't remember because I, I was just like, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, because like if you go through the, the like, <coughs> say a say an AI performs a scene, mm -hmm. you can probably go through the code and it'll be like, oh yeah, I pulled, I pulled Jack Nicholson's performance from The Shining for this half a second of yeah. my face my face whatever right and then you're gonna have thousands upon thousands of those from all different things and you yeah, have to pay that's insane yeah even if you were paying like bare minimum cost it would be it would end up being ridiculous because of everything yeah um so yeah that's that's fun i think it's funny that uh the writers wrote out this nice thing like this whole this whole tablet or uh chart and the actors just just did a press conference didn't even talk about it it's funny that they're it's so different yeah i was excited for a fucking breakdown like the writers one was because i thought that was so interesting yeah yeah no i'm, I'm a little sad that that's not how it was because it would just be interesting to see because the writers you know you got like how much they were actually getting paid yeah exactly it an interesting to see like how much does an extra make now you know right and then the final news and I think it's the biggest one. Zelda live action movie got announced. How do you feel about this? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Because 
My initial thought was, which is what everyone was thinking, is you animated the Mario movie, and the Mario movie was such a huge success, so why not just make the Zelda one animated as well? Well, this is very, it's all very weird, because this is not at Universal either. Yeah, they're they're partnered with Sony. It's at Sony. The dude that produces the Spider-Man spinoffs. Yeah, I know, I saw. And Ghost in the Shell is producing this movie, and then... The new Moto's producing. Well, yeah, he's yeah he's producing also, and then the director is the Maze Runner guy and the new Planet of the Apes guy. Yeah. He let me tell you, I don't know how Maze Runner got him his jobs. Like it's bonkers to me. Yeah, no, I can kind of understand Planet of the Apes, but also, it's a hard follow up to Matt Reeves. Um, yeah. But yeah, getting this, he tweet. I saw it. He tweeted. I think his name's West Bell. West Ball. Ball. He tweeted. 13 years ago that his uh, dream movie, his dream job would be to direct a Zelda movie. And you know what? The fucking, the people at Sony, that one producer was like, we're going to get him. Yeah. Because he has an oyster. Yeah, it was, it was such an impossible cast because it's like, it's just impossible. Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah, is. Are you going to go with like Kid Link or Teen Link or are you going to go... Even Teen Link, you could probably cast someone older and, and still pull it off, especially if these uh, newer games where he looks like he's like in his 20s. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure the... I read somewhere that the rumor is it's going to be a young Link. Like a kid. Which is seems ridiculous to me. It's dumb. They're going to... I don't I know. mean, unless it's going to... I mean, if you're making a, a live-action Zelda movie, you start with Ocarina, I guess. So yeah. maybe there's two actors? Yeah, but it's so impossible to it's it's such a it would be such a feat to um get all of those fan like fantasy elements from that cuz like that's, that's true fantasy. You know, Lord of the Rings you can get a, you can get away with not having all these intricate jewelry on everyone. There's a, like Ganon's hair or everyone's hair. In Zelda, like we can do, Ganon has these little like gold bangles all on his like braids and stuff, and it's weird. And he's got a thousand piercings and stuff. How are you gonna make that look good in a live action and not make it look stupid? Would make him look like Xerxes from Three Hundred? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, not only is it impossible to cast, I don't think they're gonna spend the money on this movie. I have a. I had a, a decent cast for Link, actually. At least I thought it was. He's the easiest one to cast. That's the, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. And he's hard. I was doing um, the main gu- the main kid from It. The main one? The main kid, yeah. The main kid. Georgie's brother. I don't remember him at all. No, I'll show you. He has a long name that I don't remember. But, uh... Because everyone else was throwing out, they were like, oh, Jacob Tremblay and... And, uh, what did they say? Jacob Tremblay, they said Justice Smith and someone else. But I was like, this might ever look like Link. <laughs> oh, okay. I do like that. Yeah. There he is with blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah, he does, he does look like he could pull it off. But he's the easiest one to cast. Zelda and Ganondorf are impossible. Yeah. Like, Ganondorf's impossible to cast. Yeah, because you need someone... He's not old, like you would think. No. I mean, he's 
technically Probably super the, old, like middle age. Yeah, he's he's thirties, forties. Yeah, you're gonna you would have to get Jake Gyllenhaal to do it. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> I really am not joking. I don't think so. His work. I don't think so. They're gonna go with someone. He. I mean, the uh, God. What are their fucking? I forget their what they're called in the game now. You're, I don't know. Yeah, I know the you. Gorgons? That <laughs> <laughs> um, his his uh, society is very Middle Eastern based, so I think they're gonna, yeah, I think they're oh. gonna go with something Middle Eastern, but I don't know. Yeah. I can't believe I can't think of what his fucking culture is. Yeah, I know you played. You're, you know, you're the Zelda dude. Yeah, I'm just blanking. Um. Yeah, that's gonna be a struggle. Gerudo, that's what it is. Okay. It, it's just a hard world to get right. They're yeah. gonna. It's it's so impossible. It's not any. It's not like anything you've seen on screen ever, ever. And uh, it's almost like trying to bring an anime to life. It, that's what it is. They're going to try and bring an anime to life, and it's just it's just going to look weird, which is what live-action animes, they just look weird. Even the, the ones that are successful, like One Piece, it just looks weird. Yeah. Yeah, and like you were saying, it, it's fantasy, but it's not like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has humans. Like There's a group... That are just like we are, just set in this world. Yeah. It's just a... It, yeah. This isn't a medieval times with dragons fantasy. No, this, this is, is a... This is like a futuristic past with yeah. all kinds... No humans. Yeah. Every species is not a human. Yeah, you have robots with... An, they're powered by some unknown energy <laughs> and they're made of stone. And they shoot lasers. <laughs> It's yeah. freaking me, man. Yeah, it's a it's a well, that's crazy world. Zelda, though. I mean, the old, he always wanted to do stuff like you, that. Yeah, you know, if they go back to original original, instead of having Ganondorf, and they'll just have Ganon, and it'll just be a pig, and then they're gonna cast Seth Rogen. I don't think so. I think I think they're gonna have Ganon. Yeah, like this movie's gonna be like this movie needs an Avatar budget, basically. Yeah. And it's going to get, like, 100 mil. Yeah. it. I think they could pull it off with 300 mil. Yeah, probably. Which is still... That's an avengers size budget. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And that. But they could, that. though. Nintendo's rolling in the dough. Sony's not, really. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it's a bad idea. I think mm. it should have been... And no matter who they cast, they're going to get hard backlash and... It's, I don't know. If they would have just stuck the animated route, everyone been all excited, been cool. The worst thing you would have had to worry about is casting Link's voice. Yeah. And, and if you can get away with Chris Pratt doing Mario, you can get away with whoever you want doing Link, I guess. Uh, yeah, you would think. Ganondorf, they should have just got the man that does Ganondorf. Yeah. I don't think anyone that looks like him. He has like such a pronounced pointy nose. But that's just how they all do. Yeah, they all have. They're all very angular, strong jaw lines, pointy ears, pointy nose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's big too. Yeah. Like Gan's freaking 
built. Yeah, he's like fucking seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> she gets Shaq. Oh, Link, you ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm excited to see that trailer. It might get canceled before that even we even see anything of it. There's no way it's getting canceled. They would never have made the announcement. Because <laughs> like it's going to be a fucking shit show. The mm. first screenshot. I would have rather like just give someone a freaking and just let them animate a show. That'd been fun. Yeah. Just anything besides a live action movie. I know people want a live action movie, but like it's not going to work. Link doesn't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Link doesn't talk, but I don't know how they're gonna do that. Oh, yeah, they're just gonna yeah, make him talk. Yeah, he's just gonna talk in this. It's gonna be awful. He's gonna play his He's gonna play his ocarina. <laughs> how you gonna reg, How you gonna uh, you know get that to register? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um, I didn't have any significant rumors. Uh, no, no. All right. So on the trailers, would you see any trailers this week? Yeah, I, I I noted three. Okay. Um, the Inside Out two teaser trailer. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. I'm an Inside Out hater. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the she's she's getting ready to go through puberty, and so like they're all you know living their cozy normal life, all the moods, and uh, this like group of construction workers come in. It's a true teaser. Like, you don't really know anything. Construction workers come in, and they're like, we're tearing it down. And they tear down the the whole system. And they re, they give them a whole new table with the buttons and the moods and stuff to control her. And then there's a new color. The table's a new color. Because, you know, when, every, when one of them touches the table, the, the table changes colors to whichever one's touching it yeah. and using it. And there's a new one, the orange, and it's anxiety. And then that's, the trailer just ends. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of like think, the idea. I think that there's, I think that they hint in there that there's like three more emotions. Three more. Yeah. So. Anxiety is not really an emotion. It just affects your emotions. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm interested. In, <laughs> I had a meme. <laughs> We were me and my wife watched the trailer. We watched the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, this is, I'm so excited about this movie." I was like, the, "the the imaginary friend's death, and and whatever was so like, it was a good moment in the movie and whatever." And uh, my wife, super huge Disney person, and she like knows all this stuff. She's like, "You don't even know what the imaginary friend's name is." Let me think. <laughs> Go ahead, Bobo. Wow, you're. You're really close. I said like sprinkle farts. You know, I no, that's exactly what I did. She started laughing and she's like, it's bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> bing right. Bong. That's what it is. I was like, oh, bing bong. Uh, bing bong did nothing for me. I was like, yes, yeah. go die in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that movie. Yeah. That movie was good though. I couldn't really stand good. it. Couldn't stand it. Yeah. True teaser though. I, I like when um, we've been getting a lot of good teaser trailers that don't reveal anything. And like, this is like, this teaser trailer is enough. Just, I'm going to go watch this. I'll watch this movie in theaters. I know I will. And, uh, yeah. Like, I think that Inside Out has the potential 
to be Toy Story and have, yeah, uh, yeah, we can just watch this girl grow up and just get all these emotions. Like, can you imagine just like ending with her going, like ending it with a, with like being a romance and then her finding the person that she marries and spends the rest of her life with, and then like 20, 15, 20 years later, it's just like her dealing with her kids, and then they could, then they could like do a thing of like her one problem child be you know like have her emotions go into her emotions as a mother and then go into the problem child's emotions too and see how those interact yeah it's a it's, it's a franchisable yeah i I, idea. Can, I see it i just i feel like it's pixar at their laziest just pull it on heartstrings just because trying to get you to cry for no reason yeah but we're going through puberty and then we can do college and then we can do the marriage it's a good quadrilogy. Yeah. Um, I watched two. I watched The Last Airbender. I know you watched that. Oh, yeah. I don't have that on my list, but yeah, I did. Oh. I, for, I forgot about it. Uh, I am not... I've never seen the cartoon. Um, so the trailer to me was just, is this going to be enough for me to watch? And it was not. <laughs> I think it looks fucking cheap. I always think Netflix movies look cheap. I don't know what it is. They they look like the modern made for TV movies to me. Yeah, there um you can I can definitely see the it, it, something always just doesn't look completely right with them. Yeah. There's always some kind of like jankiness to them. This one's almost the opposite. It's almost that the backgrounds look better the people they're, they're almost so crisp that they don't match how they filmed them in that scene right and so um i'm i'm excited for it i will watch i've seen avatar and the legend of korra uh controversially i think legend of korra is better than than the original avatar but i mean the consensus that i got from the comments online and things was people are excited oh yeah oh yeah Everyone thinks that the, the raccoon dog thing Appa. is that was Appa mm-hmm. looks incredible. I think he looks awful. I don't I think, know. I think they got the fur pretty okay. I mean, he looked like he looked like he. I mean, I think that's just what he would look like. I don't know. I don't know, man. It looked fucking weird. It, there's like um, I think when you watch it, there's a uh, what it would be called. I forget what it's called. Re- around the actors. Where you would like blur or feather the edges to like make them feel like they're in the scene. Yeah. They just do a bad job. I was gonna say, it just looks like he's a sticker. Yeah, he's floating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if they can, they're not going to, but if, if they could get that to be better and make it match more, because their lighting's different too. And just the effects on them, they just don't match. Like they're flying on Appa, all Appa's fur's going everywhere, but their clothes just don't match. The wind, right? That they would have, yeah. But it, it does look at there. There was one moment where I was like, "Holy crap!" I, I got real excited. Is the I'm not a big Avatar fan, so I don't know this stuff by name. But there's the 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 Earth Village City where it's got the you see it. It's it's just beautiful. It's got it's just all plants and stuff, and it's built into a mountain, and it's got the the like river running through a slide all the way through the town. I was like, dang, that looks exactly like they just plucked it right out and put it on screen live action. But 
Other than that, I'm excited. I'm going to give this a try. I don't know if I'll... Is it a movie or is it a show? I think it's a show. Okay. I think. I don't I have no idea. I don't know. I know they're... Everyone's more excited about their uh, animated show. Yeah, what's Or it? movie. That's, they're doing all kinds of So stuff. the animated movie or show, whatever one, the first one they're doing is like Avatar Aang grown up. Because, so we had Avatar Aang as a kid, you take, you know, in the original, and then it skips over to Korra, and she's the, the next Avatar, and Aang's already had passed. Right. And so now it's just set in between when he's like at his prime in his 20s. Yeah, Wrecking be... mother efforts. That would be fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what else did you watch? Um, the, what was this one? The Mean Girls trailer. I did not watch it. So, odd choice for them. They did a, it's the Mean Girls musical. The movie. But it doesn't say, it's just called Mean Girls. <laughs> and Tina Fey rewrote it, or wrote it again. She wrote the musical, I think, too. Oh, okay. And... All of the OG cast is back. The teachers. So Tina Fey's playing her character. The principal's playing his character again. All They're all playing the same characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose not to reveal any snippet of the songs in the trailer. It's just a normal trailer where everyone's talking. They do show dance numbers, like snippets of that, but the music is not with it. Interesting. So I'm like... I, either they just they're recording them last or something and that I don't like I thought that I the rumors were that um who was Regina George what was her name Rachel McAdams that Rachel McAdams was going to play her mom like Regina George's mom uh which is not Busy Phillips is playing I think that they ended up not getting any of them back oh my wife said that they're all in it. Oh, maybe. But, I know they were talking and they were like not gonna pay him. They all were like, eh, nah. Oh, maybe. Well, they're they're not in the trailer. But I'm not. I haven't been following it because like, Mean Girls doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. Um. It, it, let me tell you, it's not gonna be good. I, uh, personally. Yeah, like, I don't think it's gonna. Be it's good. one of those things that I don't know if you should have even tried. Yeah. The, the only, just made a sequel. Yeah. The only thing they got going for it is that Tina Fey wrote it again. And so maybe she's trying to do it right, but the the cast, I, the only the only ca- person out of the cast I know is the person playing Lindsay Lohan's character, and I don't even know her name. I've just seen she was in Mayor of Easttown and other things that I've seen. But yeah, I mean, I know that, especially females our age, fucking love Mean Girls. Love that movie. It's like their favorite movie of all time you know mm-hmm. but i think they would have gone a lot better if they would have just done a, a sequel you know because this is a musical my my wife loves mean girls she's not gonna watch this yeah well it, if you watch the trailer you would get it just looks worse across the board yeah and it also mean girls makes it makes it, maybe it's just that i don't know the culture of high school nowadays but the way they the all mean, Fortnite dance. Well, the, the way Mean Girls <laughs> would bully, like that was a way I understood bullying in in high school. Like it just makes sense. It's like early nine, like nineties, early two thousand bullying. Right. But nowadays, 
even in this, it translates. Like, I don't know how they're both, they're not doing the same thing. It's, it's not the same. And, uh, and I just don't get that. I don't know how bullying works these days. It's all online, mostly. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to translate as well. Or maybe it's just, you know, they make these movies and they're supposed to be for, like, a newer generation. And they don't fucking care. They don't want yeah. to watch it. <laughs> no, they're like, I got my YouTube. I'm just watching my YouTube all the time. Right. I don't even know who a celebrity is. Yeah, it's crazy how different this next generation is going to be. Like, because they're not going to know who the movie stars are. They're going to know who the YouTube stars are. I mean, yeah. you Take Five five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. You know, the biggest moment was MatPat. Right. Even in the theaters, they said, when MatPat was on screen, he said his famous line. And everyone freaked. Even I did. I was like, oh, I I told my wife, I was like, that's his line. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um. What was your last movie? The Ghostbusters trailer. Oh, okay, that's what I watched too. Yeah, I Good. just watched. I just watched it because I wasn't gonna, <laughs> but I was like, ah, he watched it. I watched it. You're a ghost. He's a Ghostbusters hater. I didn't watch the one before this one, so. So what did you think of it? Uh, I, this is a good teaser trailer too. It's a good um, trailer. Um, I don't like the. He's not a ghost. He just looks like a demon. What? The bad guy. He could be a ghost. He a demon ghost. He got horns. A ghost can have horns? Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? They all look different. The thing that they fight is a goddess in the first one. It's not a ghost. Wait, is not the first one not when they're fighting the guy from the painting? No. That's, that's the a second, second one. one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, uh, I think I like the second one more. <laughs> Wait, which one's this? I thought the second one was with the Michelin Man. Or is that the first one? It's not the Michelin Man. It's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, Zool? That's the second one. No, this... that's the first one. Zool is the first one. No, because they, the, they use the pink goo. No, do not argue with me. Zool <laughs> is the first one. Well, no, no, no. And she looks like, um, she's she's all dressed up in like a, a all white, crystally outfit, and she's got short hair. Wait, I th- isn't isn't Sigourney in the first one? Yeah. Isn't she get taken over by her? No, she's one of the she's one of the demon. She's the gatekeeper, and Rick Moranis' character is the key master. They have to get together. To summon Zool. You need to watch fucking Ghostbusters. Yes. But wait. But the one with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is the one where they put the pink goo in the Statue of Liberty and then they duke it out kaiju style, right? No. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is in the first one. And then the big thing that they fight in the second one is the Statue of Liberty with the goo inside. But I don't think I don't think they bring back the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to fight him. I've only seen the second one twice, though. But the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is from the original. Yeah, and I thought they they spray the pink goo themselves, and then they use the Statue of Liberty to fight him. No. Right? No, the pink goo Boy, is bad. Man, man, I don't now. Nah, I don't get the Ghostbusters hype, man. That's because you don't have a funny bone in your body. That's just not my kind of funny, I guess. Um. I think this movie looks very, very good. Uh, I like the last movie. It's my favorite sequel. 
Like, is that know. four, or is it the third one? I mean, there's that Ghostbusters with all the with the girls. Is that the third one? That is technically the third one. Yeah. Is that canon? I mean, it's technically canon. Oh, okay. Let me tell you, it sounds terrible, but Chris Hemsworth was freaking hilarious in that movie. <laughs> it was funny. I did watch that one. <laughs> he was funny. He yeah. was the best part of that movie. Yeah. That movie is all right, but it's not very funny. It's it's very different humor. It's more slapstick. I, I, do, I will say that this trailer did convince me to watch the one, the previous one with yeah. Paul Rudd, because I think that I might like the villain. He just looks like a real skinny demon with bone with huge horns. His horns are like he reminds me of Lilith from Diablo kind of. Well, it's a different villain in the in the in the, the other one. Yeah, I know, but I, I'm not uh, gonna I'm not gonna go watch this one and not have the oh yeah I understand story from the last um, one. Yeah, so the last movie is like a you know it's one of those generational semi reboot movies, and this one feels like a real Ghostbusters movie. It's like that felt like a a movie to get us to this one. Uh, that one takes place in a small town. And I feel like it's... Being set in New York is probably as significant to Ghostbusters as it is to, like, Spider-Man. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um, so that the fact that we're back in New York, all the old Ghostbusters are going to be in it, it looks like. In it, in it. Because, spoilers for the last movie, they're barely in it. Um... I think it looks like a, a good old time. Like I think it looks like the most like the original one so far. And I think that all the ice effects and this ice demon look fucking cool. Yeah. It is cool. It's cool that he's like actually killing people. I like that. I mean, the first movie was kind of dark. But you, you wouldn't remember, honestly. No, no. <laughs> Everything I thought the first movie was is the second one. So... Who knows what the first movie is? The first movie is so good. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, end up checking that one out in theaters because I like it so much. I had a blast watching. When's that? Is it coming out? It's not anytime soon. I think it's like spring, early summer. We'll probably just set up a series showdown to finish out with that. Yeah. I would assume. That way it forces me to watch all the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down to watch all the Ghostbusters again. I've only seen the second one, yeah, like I said, twice maybe. And my wife's a big Ghostbusters person too. It's weird. That is her kind of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I like Ghostbusters. I don't know. I don't like actively dislike it. It's just meh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just meh. (laughs) It's the humor is very. You have to pay attention. You know. Yeah. It's it's a lot of just jabbering. Put the subtitles on. Enjoy yourself. Get a little high. You'll laugh. I, I might do that. Yeah. I don't ever do that, but I might. All right. On the TV shows, I didn't watch anything. I feel like I did, but I didn't. Here's the here's the thing. is Fortnite OG came so, out this week. Taking up all of our time. And we have not stopped playing. Yeah. My goodness. It, it was a chore just to get my three movies in, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, it was. I, um... Thank, thank the Lord that freaking my wife was like, Ugh, I don't want to. I only. I don't even. She didn't want to watch any of the movies this week, but I made her watch Jennifer Lawrence Eternal, hater for yeah, no reason. Yeah, I made her watch Eternal Sun, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, 
which she didn't even, in hindsight, she probably still didn't even, she would never watch again. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. <sighs> but, so no uh, TV shows? Did you watch any extra movies? No, I tried. Oh. I fell asleep. When did you start? Downsizing. Oh. I was real tired. We played Fortnite all night and I, and I had worked that morning. And I just... Uh, I heard I that s- movie's boring. I'm still... It's still, like, saved. I'm going to finish it. Because I want to finish it. There was nothing wrong with the movie. I was just tired. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. For the rewind, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You had seen this before, right? Yeah. This was my first time. So what did you think on a rewatch? Uh, I didn't think it was better on a rewatch. Um, but it was different also. Um, oh, man. I guess it's the... Just the rewind, so we just go straight into straight into spoilers. spoilers. In the in my mind, I remembered showing a lot more of their post erased, like meeting each other again, like their uh, present relationship. Yeah, I, I I remember there being like spending half the movie with that, but I guess I was just wrong, um, because we only spent the first court the very beginning and the very end with that essentially uh i don't know this is um this movie's weird i don't have a lot of notes on it because it's just you can see that the you can tell that this was like you can tell that whoever made this movie saw the whole movie in their head like they knew exactly what they wanted it was fully realized a fully realized vision for them and they got a really good cast to do their a really good cast to to act, and that's like all I can. That's really all my notes are. I said super well acted, a fully realized vision, and the well acted part, especially on Kate Winslet's part. She's freaking. I think she might have been nominated for this movie. Yeah, they're all all of them are acting their asses. Yeah, like, though. it's crazy. It's, it was good, and um, but I don't really have much more notes on it. I'd said that it's like a. It really gives you. It's a, it's a very sad movie. Very sad. And it's very, like, um, it's very gut, like, when he's, uh, when he's in the snow, and she's, like, she disappeared, and he's begging them to re, like, stop this, like, and I'm like, God, this is so sad and hard to watch, and then even the end, the end's so bittersweet. Um, yeah, so, I, this movie's very different than what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't all I knew about this movie was that someone like that they got their minds erased from each other and that they ended up re-meeting. Um, but I didn't know we were going to be in his mind living the memories as they were getting erased. Mm-hmm. Like I never in a million years did I think that's what we were doing. Um, and it was I thought it was going to be way more romantic and feel goody, and it is just sad yeah the entire movie uh but i did i did have some notes about like the the movie itself i feel like the music was super strange the music it i did notice that it was just all it was real quirky music all the time yeah um it's very it's shot very claustrophobic just a lot of close-ups in your face. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's just because they're like, we're going to have these motherfuckers act their asses off. Let's get up in there. Yeah, and then they um, they crank up the ISO so it had that grainy texture to it. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like outside of the memories, the subplot with all of the workers is unnecessary. But it, it's literally only used so that they can get their tapes. I understand. That the I, I have that. But I don't <laughs> think they need their tapes back. I think that when they meet again, they could just... It could have just been like, oh, this feels right. Like, I've known you forever. And it just goes from there. But I don't... I think that would have been happier and they wanted it to be fucking sad. Well, I also think that the ending ending is uh, a telltale sign of that they are going to so at the very very end when they're running through the snow mm-hmm. and then it, it cuts back and they're running through the snow again and it cuts back and they're running through the snow again I think that they're living they're living their relationship until they get bored with each other and then they're erasing again and they're doing it, and they're going to do that for the rest of their lives. Because the, in their eyes, I guess, the moments they have in that... Sh- in, I, I don't think it's a short time. They're probably together for like four years, I, I would assume. So I think it was two, yeah. Two years. So in that two years, it's the best moments of their lives. So they're just reliving those two years over and over again. Because they don't want to deal with not having each other. But they also know they get bored with each other. So I think they're just doing it over and over and over again for the rest of their lives and just choosing to be together even though yeah you know uh some people are like that like the there are some people that are notoriously jumping significant others and it's just because they enjoy that exciting early relationship stuff Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's how kate winslet's character is portrayed Mm. um so that is a thing so if you could do it with the same person over and over again, I feel like that's better than doing it with different people. Yeah. But I think the whole movie is very, uh, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved. Yeah. Kind of like, they were like, they took that and like, let's make that a movie. Um, but I don't think that they are a great couple together. Yeah, they're a weird one. Um, Mostly because she's a psycho. She's nuts. Yeah. Like, Kate Winslet is absolutely gorgeous but i said if someone someone even if they look like kate winslet came up to me talking to me like that on the train and she looked better in this movie than in any other movie i've ever seen her. she's just, just so pretty yeah I, there ain't no way i would have went home with her though no no fucking way i'd be like no you're crazy bro yeah he was lonely <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like this movie could have been turned into a thriller with like so easily. Turn her into like a killer? No, not necessarily a killer. Just like the company, you know. I mean, they're they're all doing shady shit. The people that are working there, like Elijah Wood, taking over my man's life. That's fucking morally we- fucking weird. Oh yeah, he's weird too in this movie. Yeah, and like. You do that, and you can you can twist that into a thriller. You can twist this. I mean, there's already bits where he's like losing his memories, like on the lake, or you know when the house is crumbling around him. Like you can turn that all into a very 
scary thriller. And I think that it would have been fun. Yeah, you could turn it really dark to the moment when, um, in the present, when he's, she's going in to get her toothbrush to go stay over at his house for the first time, and then Elijah Wood's character knocks on his window and is like, what are you doing here? You could have just had him kill him. Elijah Wood killed Jim Carrey's character. Yeah. Because he was going nuts for her. He was obsessed with her. Yeah, and then you could have wiped her memory again. Like, you, you can do a yeah. lot with this, this yeah. idea. Um, but with all that being said, I don't think I'll ever watch the movie again. Yeah, I also I also probably won't, but I, this movie is a good movie, though. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, what did you end up rating it? I, I gave it a 9. Oh, you gave it a Oh, yeah. I I, I uh, enjoyed it way more. I mean, in my mind, after the first viewing, it was only like a, a seven and a half, a eight. And then this time, I enjoyed it a lot more. But I was hyper focused. I was like, I'm catching because I knew that there's like subtle things in this movie that you you should try to pick up on, and uh, so I was like prepped. I was in the this this is the first time. The first time I watched the movie, I didn't do this, but this was the only movie this week that, like, tunnel visioned me. That, that there was nothing on that. There was nothing outside that. Uh, I was living this this movie. You know, mm-hmm. my whole my whole outer peripheral vision was black, and it was just, I was in. I gave it a seven point five. <sighs> just because I feel like. The, I feel like the subplot's unnecessary. Even though I enjoyed it, I just feel like it it took away. And maybe I would have liked to see more of their second relationship. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that the most interesting parts of the movie are the second, the moments of their second relationship. Yeah. Um, especially after hearing each other's tapes how they're going to get on with their relationship and choosing that. But I also, uh, the hallway scene, like when she's leaving and then he comes and chases after her and yeah. then they, they decide to give this thing a go, even though they know that she's going to get bored with him and he's going to, uh, I guess get irritated with her craziness. Yeah. Um, was a very, it's like one of the most, it's like a very, it's probably like one of the most beautiful, well acted performances I've ever seen between two two actors. Yeah, I mean it is it is good. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was hoping for a a, a, a light hearted romance movie. Yeah, this that's is a heavy. Not, it's a heavy movie. Yeah, that's not what I got. Yeah, maybe I will watch it one more time. Yeah. With the I'm knowledge. down to go. I'm down to go down to like an eight or eight and a half if you want. Uh, oh. yeah, we, can, we can leave it at eight. Okay. All right. Okay, so the series showdown, starting with the Hunger Games. Whoop whoop. Let me tell you. First one. I have a fucking hot take. I don't know if I want to tell. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say this week or if I want to save it for next week. But it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna fucking look at me like I'm stupid. Let's hear it. Oh, I want to, let's talk about it. Let's, okay. Uh, what do you think of the movie? You've um, obviously seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to know my very first thought of the movie? Sure. Is that whoever was editing, edit, whoever was in charge of editing this movie needs to be fired. 
and burned at the stake because he's terrible. Who or she, whoever they are, was horrendous. Could not. I don't know how I didn't notice it the first time, but man, oh man, it makes it feel cheap. Yeah, the the hunting scene in the very beginning. So they do this on purpose. Anytime they're in District Twelve, it's like shaky cam, yeah, weird stuff. But there's a scene where she's uh, when she's hunting the deer at the very beginning, and she like pulled back her bow. When she sees the deer, she pulls back her bow, and it cuts from her to the deer, from her to the deer, her to the deer. During her one pullback, it's like four times. I'm like, what are you doing? Just show her pull back the bow. I don't understand. And it, it was just, I, I, I have it written in my notes. I said, this, they're editing this first part of the movie like an action movie, like an action scene, and it's just people chilling and talking. I think it was like, and it's only the first part. It's, it, it is only the first part. Um... I think it's because their target audience was teenagers, and I just think that they were trying the to attention keep, keep the attention. Because I know the second one is not like that. I, I re- and I remember even the first time I watched this movie, the, the first third of it being like this. And it's crazy because I feel like the first third is the most intense. Like, reaping, the Reaping Day is intense, even though... We don't know really why. Mm-hmm. And it was unnecessary for all that. I think you could have just sat there and and let it, you know, stew, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't, like, it didn't pull me out of it. Oh, it did for me, but. I mean, I did notice it, but yeah. I was like, ah, the Reaping Day is so much fun. Like, I'm having a, I'm having a good old time. It's intense, so. Um, so I read I read these books before I watched these movies they don't do a whole lot of explaining especially in, in, in the, the books first, or the movie in the movie they don't do a whole lot especially in that first third like you were just thrown into it you get the you get the the title or the scrawl mm-hmm. um, explaining the Hunger Games kind of and then you're just in it but like they don't ever tell you straight on that like you can put your name in to get more food yeah they, they they talk about putting more your name in more but they don't like oh yeah you get more food or that they don't talk about how the winner gets more food for the whole year for their whole district it's just weird things like that that they don't talk about I guess it's like not necessary information but as someone who hadn't read the books i don't know if you enjoy the first part of the movie as much yeah i mean they give like hints when she's when she's getting taken away she tells uh her sister not to put her name not, in. don't put your name in for more food gail will get you game. yeah that's true that's true um and then we get the gail line <laughs> his 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 name's in there 42 times but there was never explained why well, and how Gail gonna get her game if he had to put his name in forty two times? You know. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I, th- I feel like the it's very foreboding and intense. All the whole Reaping Day, like mm-hmm. you just feel there's uneasy. A, yeah, there's a they do a good of a, a good thing of like just setting a there's an eerie 
what is that like a tone not a tone an atmosphere yeah there's an eerie atmosphere like just on this day yeah and they also gray out district 13 more than every other part of the movie you mean 12 12 oh yeah 12 yeah sorry uh it's just yeah it's a little more gray yeah to make you feel whatever you're feeling <laughs> well it's a mining town you know that's how you gotta do it yeah uh I did. I did write that. Is it interesting choice not to show Peta until the Reaping Day? I have that too. It's like it's crazy that he doesn't get introduced until after the Reaping. Yeah. Well, this movie really just follows her. As you watch the movie, it's just we're just watching her. They're on the chariots. The chariot in- entering. It's just you're on her the whole time. Um, Peta separates himself, and it's just her and then her team. And then you only follow her. You never see Peta by himself. Well, no, I mean, that's how the games are. Or the books are, I mean. They just follow her? Yeah, it's all oh. it's all in her, like, it's all basically in her head, you know, like, oh, living okay. through her, through her oh. point of view. Um, but, in the books, she talks about Peta before the Reaping, because she notices him there at the Reaping, mm-hmm. and we get that flashback right then. The bread. Yeah. Okay. And I just assumed that's how it was in the movie. I didn't remember that they they play that fucking flashback a million times. But I think it's because they really wanted you to know that she wants to keep him alive. He saved her life before with that bread, and she wants to keep him alive. Yeah. She thinks he's more deserving of it than she is. Because she knows that she wouldn't have given her him the bread, I think. Oh, yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, I love that the head games are just as important as the as the physicality and everything in this world. Because that's how it would really be. You know, like, when she's like, pick that thing up and throw it, they're looking at you like you're a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. I love that it's, it's like that. Yeah, and I love that they don't have a name for that. She's like, pick that metal thing up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what's this metal thing? And I was like, oh, it is a metal thing. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I think this movie is very sad, too. It's just a sad world. Yeah. Uh, very serious. It's not like... It's not like Harry Potter, where it starts out magical and fun mm-hmm. and gets serious. This is serious right away. Um, I love that knowing where we're going I love how much of a coincidence her becoming this martyr for a rebellion is like she would have never been able to do this on her own it's just all these crazy circumstances that lead to her being the Mockingjay mm-hmm. like Hamish talking the game maker into letting doubles. You know, he's like, you know, you can work with this, you know? Like, he goes to him and, like... Yeah. yeah and you then, don't have to kill her. Right. Like, because President Snow wanted her dead. Right. So, yeah. So, he, he talks the game maker into changing the rules, which makes them a stronger symbol in the end, because then he backtracks right at the end mm-hmm. and shows the capital is weak. But Snow also came to him and was like, you can have a glimpse of, of hope, but nothing more. And that's why he does backtrack. 
He would. I think he would have let her eat the berries if Snow hadn't been like, there has to be a winner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. The, it was Snow's fault, really. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Snow's fault. Uh, Rue being infatuated with her, you know, just like looking up to her as a older sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And helping her, and then she helps, you know, Rue, and then gives this the symbol to the to District Eleven, which at Reaping Day they give to her after uh, she volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's not a, that's not how it is in the book. In the book, it's like a very District Eleven symbol, and she knows that because they live you know close mm-hmm. to District Eleven. She's like. Oh, this is like a symbol of respect. You know, she's from District 11. Let me give the symbol. And it just turns into its own thing. Mm-hmm. But I, like, they couldn't explain that in the, in the movie. I understand. But yeah. it's crazy that all of this, even Gail, before she left, was like, what if no one watches? Like, what, what if no one watches? Or what if no one, there was no winner? What if everyone refused? It All of it plays into... It's like a perfect storm of creating her as the, as the the Mockingjay, which yeah. I feel like is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know it works really well. I do though have some concerns. <laughs> I have some concerns that like I have in here that Cinna, Hamage, and Effie are the best characters in the movie, and I, that's that's a problem <laughs> because she's very gen. Peta is just. Wasn't doing it for me this time. He's very generic. I felt like I didn't feel for her at all, really, either. And I think that all of um, all of the everything that was like that made her popular with the crowd and everything, and made her what she is, is because of Cinna and Hamage. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I, that's why I, I like that. She doesn't. She's just like there along for the ride. Almost. Well, I mean, that's like the whole, that's what it's all about, you know? It's like they, this is like a perfect storm that started this. And then in the future movies, they try to form her into it. Like, like, no, you need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. And do stuff like this. I think it all, it all works super well. Okay. And since you are talking about how bad the, the main characters are, I am going to say what I was going to say. My hot take. Oh, okay. Uh, this, these movies... Specifically because the main characters are better than the Harry Potter movies. Because they're bad? No, because I think they're better. I think Harry I think Harry's a fucking wet noodle in the movies. And I think Katniss is likable and like even though well, I don't know how to say even though she's kind of a bitch, like I, I understand her. She's still a character. She mm-hmm. still wants things, you know? And, like, is trying to achieve them. Harry's just angry, doing doing Expelliarmus all the time, just sitting there, you know? No. No, no, not at all. Yeah, no, he no, is. No, no, he's not. Yeah. And Ron gets butchered in the movies. I'm not talking about the books, just the movies. Ron gets butchered in the movies. He's just the, the comic relief. Hermione's the best character of the main three. I think Harry... I, I agree that Hermione is the best character of the three, but I think that you're given too little for Harry. I think he... I think I feel more for him that he's just born. 
He's his whole entire being is like, and he doesn't even know it. And every, everyone else is like, oh my god, you're the you're the chosen, you're the 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 child who lived and all this stuff. And he's like, he doesn't want it, but he knows it's the bear. It's the it's the uh, what is that? What's that? What's that word? Um, he has to bear that weight because that's just how it is. And I, I, I feel like I get it more with, with Harry. I think, like, Dan Reckoff has that come... Like, he doesn't want to do this, but he's stepping up to the play, especially in the Order of the Phoenix, when Dumbledore is like, hey, I need, your, I need you to do this. And then he steps up to the plate and everyone's looking up to him. He, he, he steps up to the plate better than she does. She's more of a flawed character as, as opposed to Harry always being able to... Uh, well, yeah, I think that's why I like her more. Yeah, I get it. I get that yeah. sense of it. But I don't think Harry's a bad character. Oh. I, can, I can agree that maybe Ron, but also le- the later movies, Ron gets better as well. Well, I mean, so I read the Harry Potters and I read these. Mm-hmm. Transferring from the book to the movie, Harry Potter definitely did it worse. I remember my movie thought now that you just said that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. What was it? So, <laughs> all, um, all right. Anyone who ever reads a book first and then they watch a movie. I don't have this. I've only had this experience once because I don't read books. Uh, you're always just like nitpicking, like, oh, that's terrible, blah, 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 blah. What happens when you watch a movie? Because I've never done this. What happens when you watch a movie and then you read the book? Do you then get disdain for the movie or do you because the movie's the first thing you saw do you like that more than the book well i I, have you ever had that experience yeah i read harry potter one and i was like eh, and then i watched harry potter one and i was like eh, and then i watched harry potter two and i was like it's a little bit better and then i watched harry potter three and i was like that's fucking incredible yeah and then i reread one and i read all of them so I watched two and three before I read them. Mm-hmm. And the second book is better than the second movie. Even after watching the second movie first. But the third movie is better than the third book. But I don't hate the third book. Now, if you but if you had read the book before you saw the movie, do you think you would still think that? I don't think so. Because that, I think that's a very interesting case, though, because... That whole time travel bit at the very end in the book is a it's a chapter. One chapter. Yeah. And like so 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 if you had read the book first, you'd have been like, they spent too much time on the time travel in the movie. <laughs> this is stupid. The time travel is so much fun though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think I have a very because I uh, I enjoy movies. I understand the process more than I think the average person of like the writing and making it like trimming down a book to a movie. Mm-hmm. You have to make cuts. Yeah. So I think I understand that more than the average moviegoer. Cause you know, some people are like, just make Lord of the Rings 10 hours long. Like every single book, 10 hours long. Like, no, that's not going to fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Just instead of doing 10 hours, just do a TV show if you want that. Yeah. But even then, you know, they'll nitpick. Like that's just not how it works. When you make a movie, you have to make cuts because you just don't have the time, you know? You have to get to the point. Um, so I don't, I'm not one of those, I don't feel like I'm a book snob, necessarily. Yeah, I, I just, funny, because the, 
the first... So, like me, I never read the Harry Potter books. So, when you read the books, you know, you get your your image of what you think, like you, you just see. So, like, let's just take Bellatrix in Harry Potter, for example. You have your... your you read about her, you have your image of her. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, if I, if I read a book now... If I read if I read the Harry Potter books now, every time I was reading about Bellatrix, I would see Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, I mean that's that's in the, that always ends up. That's what ends up happening to me. So, I think reading afterwards is I think reading reading afterwards is the way to go because you can enjoy the movie to its fullest, and then if you like the movie, you can read the book to get all of your. What all of your cool details, Hermione doing politics and bullcrap <laughs> that you want, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. And, like, I, I was, I read the books before those later movies. So, Bellatrix was introduced to me in the books. Nowhere in my mind do I think of Bellatrix without thinking that it's Helena Bottom Carter. Like, it's just. It has taken over what I remember from the books, you know. Mm-hmm. Like even even Harry, I, like Harry's supposed to have crazy wild hair, and the only movie they do that in is the fourth one. Like it's just supposed to be messy and sticking up and all over the place. The only oh. one they do that in is the fourth one. But I'm not. I don't think about that, you know. Yeah. Some people that piss that pisses them off. That's crazy. I thought I, I like that for his character, though. Ron's supposed to be so much taller than Harry. Well, that's like that's unfair though, because they they cast the kids. You know, you don't know how tall the kids are going to be. Yeah. When they grow up. I mean, but like some people. But, Dan, but Daniel Radcliffe is hecka short. <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of short. Yeah. Uh, Hermione's supposed to be quite ugly, like buck tooth. Frizzy hair. Any character that's supposed to be ugly, unless it's for comedic reasons, will never happen. Yeah, no, like, I know. Just I'm just happen. saying, like, that pisses people off. Yeah. I was like, that's not gonna piss me off. Well, that's like, the one movie, that, uh, the one book that I read and it turned into a movie, I asked you, because there's a scene in the movie, it's uh, the High School for Good and Evil, where the main, the main one of the main girls turns into, uh, like, a hag witch. And in the book, it's described as, like, Old pimply and dripping <laughs> slobber and all that, like gross, you know. And I was, I before they announced the movie, and I asked you, I said, because I had never read a book, I was like, are they even going to come close to this? They didn't. They they came. They gave her a big old witch, a big old witch nose, and they made her hunch over, but and have like thin gray, you know, hair, almost bald. Yeah. But she still was had like nice complexion. Right. Wasn't gross gross. Like yeah. It was in the book. So that's just like There's my, little things like that that I don't understand. Right. Man, we went off on a tangent. Yeah, we do that a lot. That's okay. <clears throat> um So yeah, I think that Yeah, I guess you're right. Harry's still a good character. He is more butchered from the book to the movies though. Um Ron is too. But because she's more flawed, more realistic, you know, I feel like I like her more. And I like that in Harry Potter, 
romance is a, is a subplot. In The Hunger Games, it is adjacent main plot. Yeah, it's like a... It's a hard thing to explain. Yeah. The, their romance is political. Yeah. Purely political. It, it is part of the, of the politics of this rebellion that is brewing. And because... Because of that, and she is playing a part. We talked about this. You, you talked about how you were going to hyper-focus on the relationship last week. Mm-hmm. She is playing a part. And PETA isn't. And PETA is living a dream. Yeah. And, you, yeah, she's she knows. She's like, I. she knows that she had to kiss him in the cave to get his wound healed and everything. And the PETA does not know that that's what she's doing. Yeah, and even if he does, it's like he doesn't believe it necessarily it's like oh there might still be something there mm-hmm. um so i just find that i find that makes Peta more interesting than like ron in the movies and even though i think gail is a wet noodle in this even in the book i still think because he's so far removed it doesn't matter yeah it, it the way that this movie sets up how they have Gail watching all their intimate moments because they always they cut to it every time yeah and I think the second movie really um you don't get your payoff I feel like she, she doesn't have her interactions with Gail in the second I don't even remember Gail in the second movie he's just not I, in it I think he just so many he just comes back in the third part one or whatever yeah and uh so you don't get your payoff of, of that and I think that that's a problem i can i do think though that they did a good job in the beginning showing her and gail's relationship well enough to make me flip because i used to be a PETA guy but i now i can see that even after when we talked that you said that Peta is probably the person she should have been with i still think she would have a happy life with gail you if she just had been with gail for the rest of her life i don't think she would have had a problem with it yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see how this next movie plays out. Because it is very one-sided right now. And I know eventually it starts to weigh on her. Even though she really just wants to keep him alive. You know, it just eventually weighs on her. And, you know, they end up together anyway. Who? Peter. Yeah. yeah, and her. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's always like... Even in the books, it's explained, like, this isn't what she wanted. It's just kind of what she, the hand she was dealt, even after everything. It's all very sad, honestly. Um, but I, I I find it very enjoyable. I don't know. like It's a fun watch. The uh, I feel like the world is better than Harry Potter, too. I feel like Harry Potter's world, if you think about it too long... You find holes and it breaks apart. Yeah, this I also, I hope that the songbirds and the snakes or whatever makes money because I think I just I, you could. Well, this is the seventy fourth games. We have seventy three other ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just pick one. Uh, yeah. Just pick one, and you can just do whatever you want. Just you'd be like, hey, you're you're a writer and a director. Do you want to do a Hunger Games movie? We'll let you. We will just let you do Hunger Games 36. Yeah. Here you go. Do whatever you want. Make a cool freaking map. And let's watch kids kill each other. It's true. I'm freaking down. 
So that new movie is the tenth Hunger Games, I believe. Really? I thought it was the first. No, I think it's the first televised. Oh. I believe I think maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I didn't I haven't read that book. It came out. Oh, it's an actual book? Oh yeah, that was written by the same Oh. It came out like maybe five six years ago. Maybe maybe longer than that, but years removed from the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I just never read it, never picked it up. I was already an adult. <laughs> I didn't get it from the Maybe I just missed it. It's not every year. The Hunger Games? Yeah, is it? Every year. Every year? Oh. Yeah. That's insane. But yeah, so if that's if this one's about the 10th one, which is what I think it is, the new one, you have... A, there's two movies right away. You have the first one. The to first see, one? Yeah, like you have the first Hunger Games to see why or how it started. Yeah. And, and then you have Hamish's 25th, mm-hmm. 25th. Yeah. And then... If you have the 25th and Catching Fire is the 75th and those are the special ones, you got the 50th too. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Oh, his was special because it was double contestants. Double contestants. Yeah. I don't know what the 50 one is. I, I bet it's on fucking line. Oh, yeah. I know how Hamage's ends too. Like I know how the battle between him and the final person goes. But... Um... What was I going to say? Oh, I really like that. Even though there's a lot of cliche action moments in this, it's all explained because the game makers are forced, like they're making a television show. Yeah. I think it really works. Yeah, her getting too far away. They're like, we got to spice this up and send fireballs at her. Yeah, they're like, all right, let's make a fire. And then when she's running, he, he's like, drop a tree. Give me a tree. Yeah. I was like, that's classic fucking action movie shit, but it works. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's one like big um, like I went. It was just a weird. It just didn't make sense mm-hmm. when they find. So obviously, Pete is helping the ones and twos. Kind of. It well, he's to survive. Yeah. When they find Katniss, they would have just got rid of him. They find her in the tree. They would. He would have been dead. Instead of him helping them gather firewood, no way would they have let him live. I mean, the teaming up stuff is very weird anyway. You know? Yeah. It's in the books, though. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm just... It, it, it's just weird. In my mind, they would have just killed him. But but then, also, on the other hand, I think that this movie struggles from Kato not being a... None of the ones and twos are actual characters. They're just there to be... Um, monsters. I don't know about monsters, but uh, what is that? Like a mountain to climb. Like something to pass yeah. for her to achieve. But I will say that Kato in the very end does have like a decent enough scene to make him, to humanize him. Where he's just like, kind of, in the scene I, I, I kind of felt like, oh, I've, I've um, when he's like, He's like, I never was meant to win, was I? And he's just like, I lost the political battle. Your guys' relationship. They, the the game makers have killed me because your relationship, they want, you know, right. wanted to win. I was like, dang, that's... Yeah, it all, that's it all finally... He, he finally realized that he didn't play the game. Yeah, and I don't... Um, I also hate that the other District 11 guy, the guy who... He's... Seems like the most formidable, other than Kato, the most formidable 
person to, to get over that they just were like, yeah, he got killed by one of the hyena dog things. I think that was weird. Because he was, he was like a prominent character when they were training. Well, I mean, they couldn't have Katniss kill him because it wouldn't work for the rebellion. Yeah, no, I know. It just seemed like a... They could have had like him and Katniss fighting Kato or something and him come to save him and then Kato kill him. But it seemed just a waste to dog, like get him killed by what those things. The mutts, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I found it crazy that, like, everyone from District 1 and 2, besides the blonde chick, are all people that I recognized. Yeah, the orphan. Yeah, the orphan. Kato's in stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's been in lots of things. And then the other one was... Uh, Oh, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. I yeah. was like, oh my God, that's Jack Quaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was surprised that Jack Quaid showed up. Yeah. I was like, dang, I don't remember him. Yeah, I didn't remember it at all. Um, Katniss barely killed anyone in this movie, which I think was crazy. She killed Kato, kind of. I was like, Peter really killed him. And then... The dog really killed him. She killed Jack Quaid. She killed the the blonde one. Yeah, with bees. With, or, no, tracker jackers. Yeah. And, uh, is that it? That's it. Really? Yeah. Only one person directly. Like, with her, with her arrow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it weird? I like, but that's it. I, I like that kind of though. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <clears throat> so, what did you end up giving this movie? A seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. I almost went to a seven and a half, but I was like, it's just, it's like, it's just good in my mind. There's nothing. There was nothing stand out for it. Plus, I, in my mind, you know, I I hold two in the highest regard. Yeah. So. I'm waiting on that. And and even though I hold two in the highest regard, that's still a eight, in my head, an eight and a half. Oh, so I gave this an eight and a half. Okay. But I just really enjoy being in the world. Like, I just, I was just drawn in right away. I was, in, I was back into it. I'm ready to read the new one. That's how bad. I'm read not, the new book? Yeah. The Songbirds and Snakes. That come, Is that in theaters yet? I think it, I think it's next week. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch Catching Fire tonight because I, I wanted to watch it immediately after because I'm just ex- fucking excited. Yeah, I would if my wife would be down. <laughs> She's a Jennifer Lawrence hater. Yeah. She wanted us to watch Twilight um, instead of Hunger I Games. I forgot to read her Eternal Sunshine's uh, Go ahead. review. Uh, let's see. It was a unique movie. I liked the idea for the movie, but it just wasn't my cup of tea and could not get into it. Five out of ten. I was surprised. She was talking throughout the whole movie and just she's like, Man, this movie's boring and like bagging on it. And then she gave it a five out of ten. I was like, Damn, that was way higher than I expected. Yeah. But uh we can go with an eight for this. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean I'm super pumped to watch the second one just cause Finnick and it's just, 
oh, one thing I do want to say about this movie is it's a really nice setup for President Snow to be like this evil person. Yeah. And uh, they, they do that really well because he's not in the, he's in this movie for five minutes total. Yeah. And uh, you can kind of just get his menacing. He's very well cast. Very, very well I feel like the whole movie is super well cast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, next, the next one, I'm... There's two things. I'm excited to watch the next one, but I also know that I'm, I always get a little disappointed because the games don't go on as long as I want them to. <laughs> yeah. They just... But, who knows? I don't know. We'll see. I feel like the game... I feel like it's... Be, the, move, the movies are better when they're not in the games, so... I think... The next movie is when, um, I think the next movie is when Katniss and Peeta actually become characters. So, that's, that's what gets exciting. Yeah. All right. So, on to our main movie, No Hard Feelings. Yeah. So, this was advertised as a quite raunchy movie. It's not very raunchy. No. It's a lot more rom than raunchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of drama and not even a lot of comedy, really. Yeah. Not very funny. It wasn't funny. I think there was one moment where I, like, did a... <laughs> there were a few moments I laughed. I really liked uh, Dude's buddy that worked at the at the dog park with him. Oh, or the, yeah. at the At the adoption place. Yeah. What did he say? Oh, when they were when they were beating the car. Right, let's talk about the movie before we get into specifics. Actually, <laughs> uh, it's not my kind of humor, which I thought it would be, but it but be, because I went into it thinking it was like raunchy humor, it's not. No, and uh, you know I went into this thinking it was going to be like um, like an American Pie or uh, whatever that movie is with Ryan Reynolds. Where he's at college. Old school? No. It's like a series. There's a lot of them. But he did the first one. I have no idea. Where he's just like been in college for 10 years because he never graduates. I, I have no idea. It's just a party. Oh. I thought it was going to be like that. <laughs> and it wasn't. It's so romance. I don't know. There's just This movie, I, I literally have in my notes, not as good as I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. it's not very funny. Um, there are some ridiculous, like, I don't know, scenes, you know, that like they were trying to go there, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the movie has a lot of heart and it feels disjointed. It doesn't feel like, I guess how it's supposed to feel like a raunchy movie stays raunchy throughout. Yeah. And then... There's very little heart, usually right at the end. This one has heart throughout, and it makes it feel weird, you know? Yeah. My favorite character was her friend's husband. He was hilarious. The one surfer. He was funny. Yeah. Um, There's not, like, not a lot to spoil. There's nothing... But honestly, there's nothing memorable about this movie at all. No, I feel like it's... It seems like it's anti-new gen... At first, because they're talking about how he's such a pampered little pansy boy. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, 
it's almost anti Gen X and anti New Gen. Like you babied us, or you babied them, and you need to let them get out on their own. But like also the younger generation, you need to fucking step up and get out on your own. Mm -hmm. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah, kinda. I felt like that was a weird choice to fight everyone. Just you know? Yeah. But uh, I guess it does make sense. Um, well, what'd you give it? And then we'll go into spoilers, even though there's not a lot to spoil. I think I gave it a six. I gave it a seven. So I'm down with a 6.56. Okay. Um, I just want to talk about, there are two things that I thought were fucking hilarious in this movie. Okay. So my man's is very... I mean, I think he's probably autistic a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and she's trying to seduce him. He just doesn't get it. And wants to go out on a date. So she takes him to a bar. And he, they sit down. And he orders a Pepsi. And they're like, oh, we got Coke. And he he's like, he looks at her and goes, can we go? You want to go somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a Coke man. So when I order a Coke and someone's like, we have Pepsi. I, I do feel like that. I want to fucking leave. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And the other thing is when they're trying to destroy her car, he's beating it and nothing's happening. And the friend's like, fucking American made. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So like there were, there were some good lines, but overall it's much more of a romance dramedy, even though they're not romantically involved with each other. I don't think. Like, for a second there, you think it is going to be like that. But they're just friends. Yeah. But they help each other grow. You know, she pulls him out of her her shell. And she, he helps her get over her past because her dad walked out on her life. And it's a lot of heartfelt bullshit like that. And it's not a lot of comedy. Yeah. Um, the movie got crazy reviews, though. It's like almost a 90 on Rotten. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't understand it. Yeah. And, uh, you mean, everyone was talking about her once, you know, her naked beach scene. Yeah. Now there, there are rumors that it's not, she, she's just ahead. Oh. I mean. On her. I know that that scene should have been way more funny than it was. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at all. Yeah, I don't know. She gets kicked in the coochie and that's it. Yeah. It wasn't even funny because they showed it in the trailer. I was like, they showed every, they showed everything that was funny in the trailers. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Except for when she makes that surfboard. She makes that surfboard thing for the baby, for her friend's baby. Yeah. And they hate it. They hate it, but that that was like the probably the funniest moment for me is that they hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're going to put this up. And he's like, why not? It's so funny. <laughs> I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Like, you like those kinds of romance comedy ish movies. Yeah, the, I think this is like a good movie to put on when you're. It's a Saturday or a Friday night, and you don't got anything to do, but you don't have a specific movie you want to watch. Just toss this one on. It's like, at its base, just enjoyable and. Yeah, I like the the. The main character, like, I think he, I think he did a good job. Yeah, I feel you like know? I've seen him in something else, but I, don't no, know. I didn't recognize him. <clears throat> My wife 
doesn't know uh, actors or anything like that. She's just not her kind of thing. So Matthew Broderick was there. I was like, that's Ferris Bueller. And she was like, it is? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, uh, he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. And she was like, he is? <laughs> like, how did he do that? And I was like, they've been married forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that you go to Ferris Bueller. I've just been like, that's Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> that's that guy from Godzilla. From Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. She wouldn't have known either of those. Yeah. Now, my wife loves Matthew Broderick. And she likes she likes Ferris Bueller's Day Off because she's a crazy person. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is fine. It's just so generic. It's like... It's not funny either. People, people think that's his best movie, and it's just not at all. I know War Games is better than that. I don't even know what War Games is. What? War Games from the 80s, too. About a supercomputer that uh, is trying to shoot the nukes off, but it's like a game. And he's like a hacker kid. And he's trying to figure out how to beat this computer. Because the computer's like, wants to shoot nukes. Mm-hmm. And it goes from there. And at the end, he, he realizes like, oh, you gotta tell the computer that it, like, the ending basically it was like, run everything to see if humans could live. And if anyone started shooting nukes, everyone lost. So the computer like fried trying to figure out a way to do it so someone would win. Oh, okay. It's one of those kinds of movies. It's good. But I don't think he's like, he doesn't have like a great movie. I was talking about the director, not Matthew Podrick. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, the guy who did uh, Breakfast Club and 16 Candles and all that crap. Oh, people say like Ferris Bueller's better than The Breakfast Club? Yeah. No, they're freaking nuts. I thought you were talking about Matthew Broderick. No. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Out of this world. Yeah. All right. So, next week. We went into spoilers without telling uh, what we were doing next week, but that's okay. No, the movie, there's the no movies. spoilers. Yeah. Um, next week, our rewind is Beetlejuice. I'm trying to think of something folly. Yeah. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. It kind of makes sense to do it. You know, it feels like a fall movie. I think there's leaves. I, get, I don't know. Fall to me is sci-fi. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. But like, that's what Hunger Games is feeling. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be watching Catching Fire. And then for our main movie, we're having a hard time. Because I think it's just going to be, a, I think it's going to be rough. For a few months, finding a, a main movie that's coming to streaming. Yeah, I don't even remember what we chose. We chose The Killer. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a big cinephile movie. People, yeah. All the, all the movie people are going to watch it. Yeah. And no one else. I mean, I'm... I'll, I, I'm excited. I thought the trailer looked interesting, and I'm all down for Michael Fassbender. I do like Michael Fassbender. So, like, I'm down. But I, w- I would have preferred... <laughs> we, we really tried to find other movies, and none of the, those weren't there. I would have preferred one of those, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, next week, I think it should be fun. I think that's a good bunch of movies. Yeah, and I'll try to catch up on TV shows and stuff just to have more to talk about, plus finish downsizing and maybe watch another movie. This is my short week this week, so I should have lots of time, hopefully. Nice. But, yeah, thanks you all. thank you all for listening. Uh, most podcast services... Uh, 
All comes out on Mondays. Yeah, I don't know if the video gonna come out on Monday though, because I'm a. I'll try. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll try, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, and we will start doing TikTok videos too, as well. And also, YouTube and TikTok should all be under the Reels podcast. TikTok might be the Reels podcast X, possibly. Yeah, but we'll let you. I'll have hard harder. You're gonna start putting things down at the bottom. I know. It's it's good. it's I've like quintupled my work. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. It's gonna take like four hours for this video to even upload to the computer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So check us out next week. Uh, podcast services on Monday. Thank you all for listening. That's a wrap. Yep. <laughs>